welcome to Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Cooper. Today, we're going to have a conversation about menopause. It's something as women that we'll all face, and we're going to talk about it, how it impacts our lives, and how to navigate through it. Are you ready to have a conversation? Let's go. Welcome to Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. I'm your host, Teresa Cooper, and I'm glad you've joined us today. Uh, we've got a, a different table, just three of us around the table mm-hmm. today, but I'm glad to have Miss Catherine Young. As always, yes. glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Miss Colette Brown. Hi. <laughs> Colette, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, professionally, I'm a nurse practitioner, and I work in an endocrinology clinic in uh, Bossier City. And oh, okay. I... Do you want like personal stuff too? Sure. Yes. I'm married and I have um, three girls and I'm a member of New Creation Family Church. Well, All thank right. you for being at the table today. You're welcome. Thank I you for asking me. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And um, I wasn't aware that you worked in Bossier. Is that something new? Yes. How do you like driving across the bridge? You know, um, <laughs> it's it takes about twice the time to get to work, yeah. but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. Um, our cup for today is I am not responsible okay. for what my face does when you talk. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not responsible. Um, you know, I picked this cup because today we're going to talk about menopause. Mm-hmm. And so for those of us that don't have full disclosure, uh, control of our facial that's expressions, right. yes. you know, I that's one of my things I have to pray about often. Yes. May mm-hmm. my face match my heart. Uh, yes. <laughs> I am not responsible for what my face does when you talk. Mm-hmm. So that's our special cup for today. And our ladies have our sister friends cup. Yes. And if you would like to get a sister friends cup, um, just DM us and uh, we'll make that uh Available to you, you can go to our website, sisterfriendscupsandconvo.com to purchase a cup. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're going to be talking about menopause. Yes. Menopause. And yes, Miss Colette is our nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, that was a new degree that you um, picked up, correct? Yes. So congratulations on that. Last May. Yes. Yes. Last May. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. And so we're going to talk about menopause. And um, I just kind of labeled this menopause fast facts. Menopause fast facts. It's a real uh, thing that happens. It's it's a a part of life. It's a part of our biology and our bodies. And uh, I don't know where you might be on the, you know, the spectrum or where you might be in your age. Um, as it relates to menopause, I want to say that um, they say in and around um, 35, some things could start to happen. But pretty much, you know, 40s for sure, um, going into your 50s, um, this word menopause becomes more real. And um, I'm going to ask you, Colette, what me- medically, uh, when does, you know, menopause actually start? Because I know I got a lot of false, um, mm-hmm. no, you're not menopausal from my 
OB, mm-hmm. who happened to be an older gentleman, mm-hmm. and he was just putting me off consistently. Mm-hmm. And because he was a doctor, I believed him. Mm-hmm. But what's the textbook time that people go into the change of life? Okay, so there's a few different transitions that that women go through. Mm-hmm. And with menopause, mm-hmm. menopause is actually where you have not had a menstrual cycle or a period for 365 days. Okay. So oh, that's Lord. actual menopause. Please, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not there yet. Okay. So, um, and then there's premenopausal, which mm-hmm. is, you know, anybody in their 20s to until they begin to start experiencing some hormonal trans, transitions. So, okay. And then there's perimenopause, which that's where a lot of people start to experience symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when they start thinking, oh, I'm menopausal. Mm-hmm. Well, not mm-hmm. quite menopausal, but you're perimenopausal. Okay. And so perimenopausal is... It can occur as early as 10 years before you would experience menopause, but most women will start to experience symptoms in their 40s to mid-50s. I was younger than that when I started noticing changes in my body, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would say I'm perimenopause, and I started noticing changes right in my, around around about 45. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hit a brick wall. Mm -hmm. And that's Um, that's about typical between 40 and 45. Mm -hmm. Now, and prior to that, my male OB kept saying, oh, you're, you're fine. Oh, you're mm-hmm. fine. You know, in the meantime, I was going crazy out of my mind. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking something's absolutely yes. wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've just tuned in, we're talking about um, menopause and we're giving some fast facts about menopause. And so after perimenopause, then you go into full-blown menopause. And typically that's after your cycle has ended. Yeah, that's where you've gotten rid of your very last cell. I mean, your very last egg. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The very last the egg. The very last egg. It's Says it's goodbye. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. And then that, can that last an, another 10 years in menopause or is that just the rest of your life? That menopause is, you know, you've hit it where you have not had a menstrual cycle for a year. And then after that, time period, they consider that postmenopausal, okay. which sets okay. you up for a whole nother oh, risk of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, of course, mm-hmm. there's that that strange space where there's, especially within the African community, um, African-American community, where you have all these women with fibroids. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they get consulted and, and, and then they have partial hysterectomies. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a big thing. Yes. And but usually they leave out the fact the fact that if you get certain things removed, um, you're gonna go into menopause yes. instantly. I think mm-hmm. some people say, well, if, if I keep my eggs, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm still gonna, you know, have um all of my hormones. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I've I've had several women within our church that didn't know that, that they were in menopause. They just thought they had, they were just happy to get rid of the fibroids uh-huh. and to get rid of the uterus. But the doctor never talked to them about menopause. Mm-hmm. Instant. Well, so if you have a partial hysterectomy, um, typically that does mean that they have kept your ovaries. Mm-hmm. So um, most women will continue to have hormonal fluctuations as if they were going to have a menstrual cycle, only their uterus isn't there. Um, and And you will typically experience the same symptoms everybody else does. But then there are some people where they kept their ovaries, but um, they do have like an abrupt 
you know, cessation and they enter into menopause that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so it doesn't happen as often, but it can happen. Mm -hmm. And it's usually more, um, the symptoms are more severe when it happens that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's, it's all at once versus a right. transition of time. See, that's right. what happened with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, what happened with me was I had, I went into surgical menopause yeah. because I had the fibroids. Mm -hmm. You know, for years and, you know, doing maintenance with those. Mm -hmm. I'm in my 40s taking birth control pills mm -hmm. because they trying to keep yep. at base till I go into natural menopause. Mm -hmm. But then it only got worse. So at the time surgery came along and that was the only option because it was just everything going crazy. Um, when they did the surgery to remove the uterus. They say, okay, we're going to keep your ovaries. Mm -hmm. But then when they got into the surgery, the ovaries was messed up because I waited too long, scar okay. tissue. Mm -hmm. And oh, then wow. he was like, well, I didn't know my ovaries going to be removed till I woke um, up. Oh, my goodness. And when I woke up, he said, Miss Catherine, what should have took an hour and four 45 minutes, we were in six and a half hours mm -hmm. because he was really trying to save yeah. that one wow. ovary. Mm -hmm. And then when he couldn't save that ovary, he said, okay, we're going to have to remove this off, you know, take it out. But it took me straight into menopause. Mm -hmm. Like within that week, I started feeling hot flashes, something yeah. I never felt. Yeah. Then I went into crying fits. Then I started noticing, okay, I'm getting depressed, heart palpitations, digestion. Yeah. We do not know how much our hormones play in our body until you don't have those. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, let me let me do this fast facts, and mm -hmm. then I want you to continue to mm -hmm. give us your experience. Because for some of you, you, you might be watching, and you're, you're saying, well, I'm not that age. I'm not experiencing that. Or, um, you know, I'm still, I still have my cycle. Um, or you're young, but mm -hmm. basically you need to be informed because you don't you don't need to wait until you get that age mm -hmm. and then start trying to figure it out. Um, you need to you know be your 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 you're your best self advocate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, these are some fast facts. Um, when you're menopausal, um, perimenopausal, um, these are some of the symptoms, and it's quite a few. You you'd be surprised. Fatigue irritability, itchy skin, breast pain, depression, digestive mm -hmm. problems, irregular periods, joint pain, night sweats, allergies, anxiety. Most people don't connect all that to menopause, yeah. but it is all connected. Yes. Um, anxiety, bloating, brittle nails, burning tongue, changes in odor, difficulty concentrating, dizziness, electric shocks, mm. um, gum problems, hair loss, headaches, hot flashes, incontinence, irregular heartbeat, loss of libido, memory lapses, mood swings, muscle tension, tingling extremities, sleep disorders, panic disorder, mm -hmm. osteoporosis, vaginal dryness, and weight gain. Those are, that's a lot of symptoms. And I had all of them. I know. I've, I had, <laughs> I've had <laughs> quite a few of these mm -hmm. uh, myself. Uh, panic disorder. Never was a person Me that, um, but started having panic um, disorder. Yeah. Um, 
the one thing that's not on here, I don't think I said it, but I was having fits of rage. Yeah. Like I could go from one to 10, like mm-hmm. instantly, just yes. angry. Yeah. Want to fight somebody. Yeah. You know, um, and I had no idea that it was connect, that it was a, hem- a hormonal mm-hmm. um, imbalance. Yes. So tell me what, when you, this happened to you, um, did all of these symptoms I, I or some? I didn't know what to expect because I went to a certain doctor mm-hmm. to have the surgery, but I had an OB doctor. Okay. So they kind of worked together. Mm-hmm. So after all of this happened, I went to the emergency room at least six or seven times mm-hmm. because I thought I was having heart attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was fainting. I was having hot flashes and I was having um, just memory fog. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't put sentences together. And so when I finally went to when I went to my doctor who specialized in hormonal therapy, he said, what happened to you is when a woman body naturally goes through menopause, mm-hmm. you get those symptoms a little at a time. OK. And mm-hmm. you work through it. But when you go through surgical menopause, your body just go crazy yeah. and it reacts. And I think it's something that we need to talk about as women, because mm-hmm. in the old days, after I started, you know, having so much going on, doctors telling me everything, I started studying on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the old days, when women would go through this, they would put them in insane asylums. Yeah. Right. They right. would think they were crazy. Yeah. Right. They would give them Valium. Yeah. They had to function. But you're thinking about going through menopause 10, 15 years. This yeah. just hit me all at once. I thought I was losing my mind. I had yeah. to stay with prayer. Right. I called you crying. Right. I called. It, it was just I have never experienced anything like that. Yeah. And so you might be watching and you're, and you're saying, well, you know, I haven't experienced this. And I just kind of reiterate this again, because one of the first fast facts is, is that it's coming. Yes. It is coming. So be prepared. <laughs> yes. It may not be you today, yes. but it's coming. And, you know, one of the things that um, be, prior to myself um, being perimenopausal, uh, we had different people that we had relationships with that we began to have interaction with. And we were able to, if you would, learn from them that mm-hmm. we, we, because their personalities changed mm-hmm. overnight. Mm-hmm. And we knew that they weren't those people, mm-hmm. but we couldn't figure out why were they acting so different mm-hmm. and erratic and just just a total change in behavior. And that's when we kind of stumbled. And this was as pastors, me and my yeah. husband. We kind of stumbled on, you know, the midlife crisis yeah. and when it appears in women's lives. And then that's when we realized that a few of the, you know, women in our church that we had relationships with that— we looked at their age, we started looking at their behavior, and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. something medical is going on with them. Yeah. And but, it really helped us to, to pastor them better. But then when you go to that person and you say, I see these symptoms, I recognize them, I think you might be going through. Right. I ain't going through menopause. I don't receive that. <laughs> right. But it's the classic sign. Right, the classic yeah. sign. And right. you're like, okay. This is shit. And they'll tell you, well, this is why I feel like this. I'm like, you might be going through menopause. And when you say that to a woman, it's just like they instantly feel like um, defensive. Defensive. Uh Well, I'm not old. Menopause don't mean old. Right. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's hard to talk to another woman. You almost have to have a friend. What helped me when I was going through menopause, right after I went through my bad battle and was going through it, I had several friends. We right. were all going through it at the same time. Yeah. So we could kind of, you know, that iron sharpens iron right. where we could have that talk. Absolutely. So, Miss um, Collette, can you speak to any of these symptoms or your experience as a nurse practitioner? Um, what people need to do or what how people should first respond? Um, I guess first thing is, you know, personally speaking, um, I had some perimenopausal symptoms and mine were actually not the hot flashes and, and things. Mine had to do more with vaginal dryness and, and mm-hmm. painful, um, you know, intercourse. Mm-hmm. And I'd go and talk to my GYN mm-hmm. um, and give her my symptoms. And immediately it was just kind of dismissed. You yes. know, well, are your menstrual cycles regular? Yes. yes. Um, well, you're not, you're not, you know, your hormones are stable then. You know, yeah. and it was just kind of, and I'm like, no, this is a, right. a real thing, you know. Yeah. Um, the number one symptom that people do experience is the hot flashes. Yes. Um, but all of those others. One thing I would say is, you know, don't self-diagnose. Yes. You know, um, you can actually even have this conversation with your primary care provider mm-hmm. um, because several of those symptoms could be related to thyroid. You know, um, hormones, yes. not just the female right. hormones, but mm-hmm. I mean, some of it could be that you actually have, you know, thyroid disease mm-hmm. now, right. you know, and so you want to get, you know, like a complete workup on your health. Yeah. Um, but but typically, let me ask you this. Yes. Most primary care doctors um, they can do that lipid panel or just the, the blood work panel. Um, they don't just do that on their own. You have to like ask or, or at least bring up, you know, I'm not sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. I'm sweating. I'm, you know, the mood swings, um, irritable, uh, you know, irregular heartbeat. Like some of the symptoms that I mentioned Uh earlier, you have to almost, um, you have to communicate with them Mm -hmm. well enough for them to say, well, let's do a whole blood work. Let's do a whole panel. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to say, well, can you test my hormones? Mm-hmm. And then they'll, you know, they'll do the whole the whole thing. They don't just do it every year just for, what is it called? Your wellness visit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have to advocate. Yeah, yeah. advocate for, for you. yourself yeah. and yeah. say, you know, something's not right. Yeah. I'm feeling strange. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? And I mean, that's when you just keep saying, you know, mm-hmm. no. I am having these symptoms. Yeah. You know, this is a problem for me, you know, and, and I want it, you know, to be addressed. So, I mean, it took um, actually several years, you know, to get the treatment. And and I found out, you know, that I had fibroids as well. And, you know, that was, you know, part of my issue with painful intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, but the vaginal dryness, you know, um, it was one of those things. Um, to start off with treatment, to do the least to get Mm -hmm. the results first, you know, versus going straight to, you know, hormones. And Mm so, you know, you can try some things Mm -hmm. um, like um, natural lubricants and and then definitely, you know, with intercourse, you want to always lubricate, you know, Uh because that helps. Mm -hmm. Um, But some women will experience vaginal dryness, you know, not just during sex. They'll experience it throughout the day. Um, They might find that they're getting more UTIs, urinary tract infections. Um, They may be able to just sense like the burning sensation that they feel because the skin has gotten thin and, Mm -hmm. you know, it looks different and it feels different. as far as hot flashes with, with, you know, talking, a lot of that depends on how debilitating they are. You know, some women will just have some night sweats, you know, and it might be, okay, I have it a few times a week. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And you can do, um, you know, just 
change your environment, keep the temperature right. a little lower, maybe, you know, which I know our husbands don't necessarily care for. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, and, and you can keep a fan on you. You right. can dress differently, dress in layers, you know, don't put on a whole turtleneck sweater. You can sweater. always sleep naked. <laughs> you could. It you works. could. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, try those things first. But diet can play a role yeah. in it, too. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be a huge part. Yeah. Yes. Diet does play a huge part. Yeah. You know, if you're, you know, and some people don't want to keep the whole food journal, you know, yeah. because it takes time and it takes mm-hmm effort, you know, but finding out what those triggers are, you know, oh, when I have that hot and spicy chili or whatever, it's worse. Caffeine makes it worse. Alcohol consumption makes it worse. You know, so, you know, changing some things in your diet, you know, may help. Um, If you are to the point where you're like, this is like interfering with my life, you know, I I can't go to work without, you know, staining my clothes and and things, um, that would be the time like, okay, you know, I need to have this conversation right. with, you know, and, with my provider. And for some people, it's not so much that we're talking about menopause. If you just, you know, logged in, um, it's not so much that it's interfering with their life. Because some people can can adjust to I their own to... bad behavior yes. <laughs> <laughs> or their own mood yes. or their yes. own energy, whatever you want to call it. But it's the it's it's. The disruption, yeah. the disruption yes. that is causing yeah. other people that's in your right. life, yeah, the co-workers, true. your family, your children, um, because it it does um, or it, it has the ability to overtake, it you does. know, every part of your life. Yes. You know, and so if nothing else, you have to get the help and you have to do the things that you maybe don't want to do, not mm-hmm. necessarily because it's about you. But it's about the quality of life for everyone that's in your life. Yes. Yeah. And I think they did a study a, a while back, a couple of years back, that, that in and around um, menopause um, time in women's lives, um, they have more divorce, mm-hmm. yeah. more, you know, uh, more yeah. um, abandonment of family, mm-hmm. um, because a, a lot of bad decisions mm-hmm. can be made and are made yeah. at a, at one of the most vulnerable um times mm-hmm. if you would in a woman's life mm-hmm. and it is vulnerable if it you're is. not especially if you're not um seeking help yeah. whether it's help whether it's spiritual help mm-hmm. whether it's um help through therapy or whether it's holistic help through uh changing of lifestyle it's it's not just something that you just get through yeah. no you have to actually be applying and and um, advocating and applying, advocating and applying um, that the education that you're getting to help you make it through mm-hmm. that the, the the change of life. Yeah, because you know, for me, I went through. I said, okay, I'm not getting the help. So I started reading. Yeah, mm-hmm. foods first. I mm-hmm. knew caffeine. When I drank that cup of coffee, I was instantly having hot flashes. Yeah, but I love coffee. Okay, mm-hmm. you want hot flash or you want you coffee. coffee? And then it was just certain other things. And then after I sorted through the different foods that caused it, then I was like, well, that's not giving me enough relief. Then I went to my doctor. She said, well, Catherine, we could try the hormone therapy. But then you have to talk to a doctor. Right. Don't just give me one. One medicine fit all women. Yeah. No. no. I didn't want that. But right. she said, let's try some things. The la- When I went to the doctor before I started um, bioidentical mm-hmm. treatment, mm-hmm. she um, said, I'm going to give you hormonal shots. And she said, I'm going to check your blood levels. Well, I can remember when I went into my appointment, my husband had to almost carry me in there. I was mm-hmm. crying. I couldn't stand up. She looked at my blood work and she threw it on the desk. She said, this is not working. She gave me a shot um, 
a steroid, not a steroid shot, but a hormone shot. Mm -hmm. And about a day, I felt myself feeling better. And then I did that for a year or so. And then I say, because every month I would have to go get a shot. I said, I can't do this. It's synthetic hormones. I don't want to do that. Right. Then they started something that they implanted under my skin. Mm -hmm. Pellet. A pellet. Mm -hmm. Love that. You go every six to nine mm -hmm. months, you get that. It's a little surgical procedure. I say, no, nah, I can't do this the rest of my life. So then I talked to my doctor, who's a specialist. He said, you could do bioidentical therapy. And he said, what that does is I'll take your blood work every mm -hmm. three months. And they only gave me what I what needed. Right. And my body wasn't saying he gave me a list of symptoms. He said, fill it out honestly. If he say you're not sleeping, you're crying, you're getting belly fat, and I be going there and I say my belly getting fat. Yeah. But he was like, nah, your blood work don't say that's <laughs> an estrogen issue. That's a too much eating issue. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the blood right. shows everything. Right. And that's what I've been on for the last six years. I have to do it every three months, but it's worth it. And I asked him, I said, well, you know, how long do I have to stay on this? He said, you could stay on this the rest of your life because your body is going to change and you're going to get what you need. He said, now, if you want to get off of it, we're going to have to wean you off and then you're going to go back to where you were in regards to your body is depleting again. Right. What the bioidentical guy. And I was like, well, is it going to hurt me to stay on it the rest of my life? He said, no, that's why you have to get your blood work. Because right. it's a it's, lot of different made things. To your particular it's made body. to my body. It's not a, a one um, hormone fit for everybody. And yeah. I was like, I want to be safe because, you know, a lot of hormone therapies cause breast cancer, mm -hmm. different things like that. And he looks at the blood and his biochemist who reads it. And he went on and he was like, okay, this one is too high. We're going to, if I tell him I'm combing my hair and it's coming out, he look at that blood. You lacking here because your body is still utilizing the hormone, mm -hmm. but it's telling you when something is off in your body. So now I'm at the point I feel better. I'm doing better. OK, do I want to stay on this? Right. Yeah. You know, I w were you going to say something? I was just going to say. And so like hormone replacement is not you know, there's some people that should not be on it. You yes. know, like you mentioned breast cancer. Yes. If you have a history or you're high risk for it, um, if you've had a, a cardiac event like a heart attack or a stroke, mm -hmm. if you've had a, a, um, a blood clot, yeah. um, if you have like liver disease and things like that, those are people where they do not recommend, you know, hormone mm -hmm. replacement okay. at all. So then, you know, there's some other things that, yeah. that could be done, mm -hmm. like antidepressants and, you know, things. So, I mean, talking and trying and, you know, having that open, honest conversation with your provider and saying, right. okay, you know, I did let's talk about too. the antidepressants. Did antidepressants. Mm -hmm. you remember I told you I was right. crazy? For some of them, you know, since depression is an issue, um, there's a lot of new onset depression with menopause. You know, it's associated with menopause, but it also, for some people, helps with their hot flashes. So, oh, okay. you know, um, some people benefit. So, right. Some medicines help other symptoms. Yes. Not mm -hmm. just one. Mm -hmm. You know, um, each woman has a unique um, experience. Yeah. Yet there are universal um, experiences. So you're, you know, in unique symptoms. Mm -hmm. So it's an experience and symptoms. Mm -hmm. I mean, I before I could figure out what was wrong with me, I had to walk around with a little book and just keep Key notes. notes. Um, for at least 90 days of how I was feeling, you know, what the symptoms were, and then bring that note, that notebook into the doctor with yeah. me. Because we always 
go in there saying, you know, we know what we're going to say. Yeah. And then we get in there and forget we was going to bring this up, we was going to yeah. bring that up. Yeah. And so it really, it was something, it was different for me. I didn't, it, I felt it was inconvenient, mm-hmm. but it was necessary. It was mm-hmm. the only way I was going to get to the root of mm-hmm. the cause, you know. And you need a doctor that's going to listen to you. Yeah. And that's another if thing. If you can't yes. out in five minutes. Like I said, right. I, yeah. If you can't hear what I'm saying, because I know my nobody, doctor. you're not my doctor yeah, exactly. anymore. Yeah. So I had to find a doctor who really knew hormonal therapy and knew that I wasn't crazy. Right. And when I walked in there, he didn't laugh or look in there. He was like, I got you. I know what's going on. And that helped me. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, women, first of all, we don't want to talk about menopause. And then we go to a doctor that try to justify our bad behavior. You just getting older. You okay. Right. But we have to find doctors that will help us, mm-hmm. that know what hormone therapy is that knows because a lot of a lot of GYNs don't do hormonal therapy. No, they don't. Yeah. Well, and and part of that is is because um, it's it's not necessarily regulated by anybody. You uh-huh. know, so so you have some people where um, it's it. There's certain things that are regulated by the FDA, and then there's certain things that are not. Okay. And so, with the compounded, you know, hormonal therapy that right. is done, um, some people just kind of stay away from that, just because of you know the the amount of like if you go to one pharmacy and get a compounded, it may be completely different if you went to another. You know, uh-huh. so some are just like you know that's not my specialty. Yeah. You know, and then they refer you to someone else. Right. Not saying that it's the wrong therapy. You know, yes. just that that's not my specialty. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable you know, right. prescribing mm-hmm. that for you. Mm-hmm. But send you to somebody who, who does. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it too, it's important that you listen to your body yes. so that you can know your body. And you yes. can't know your body if you're not listening. Because your body's telling you, mm-hmm. you know, what's mm-hmm. going on. But, you know, you got to be listening to your body. And there may be somebody, you know, you're watching and you're going, well, you, you ladies are blessed. You got doctors. <laughs> you got health insurance. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what about those people that don't have health insurance, or mm-hmm. you know, that don't have a a primary care doctor mm-hmm. or a doctor that, that they can that they feel that they can just go to and talk to? Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the great things about the internet is is you can find out a whole lot mm-hmm. from the internet. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying be your own doctor. Yeah. 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 But I am saying that. You know, if you want to know about your condition mm-hmm. or know about yourself, um, there's other means to get yeah. the information that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, really good health food stores. Yes. That, not the, the big chain ones, yeah. but the mm-hmm. ones that really that that's what they do. Um, they can help direct you until you mm-hmm. get to a doctor mm-hmm. um, on certain um, things that you can take that are natural yeah. to help alleviate some of the symptoms um, that you may be having. Mm-hmm. Um and then, of course, um, they, they the internet's gotten to where you can have um, video, mm-hmm. you know, doctors. doctor. I had a doctor that he went out of practice talking about going to be a, a concierge doctor. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was That's, like, oh, concierge <laughs> doctor, and he was one of my favorite. But he's mm-hmm. now he's he's his practice is you know going to see his pa- his mm-hmm. private patients mm-hmm. on a list. You yeah. know, and yeah, some insurances, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and some insurances mm-hmm. are going that route. Um, and now with Corona, they're doing video calls, mm-hmm. and so that's another way that it's made it uh, more uh, available to people to go see the doctor. Yeah. Um, they they could do it through um, video chat. Mm-hmm. You know, just a thought. You know, God made our bodies, mm-hmm. and this is so important. We should never underestimate 
his ability to speak to us mm-hmm. about our bodies. Mm-hmm. He's the one that designed it. He made the the the, the right. genome and he made everything. He knitted us together uh, perfectly. And so never underestimate the power of prayer mm-hmm. and asking the Lord first mm-hmm. and continually asking him for the solution and it directs you to the right people and yeah. the right information. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, it was years ago, um, I was having a really bad um, problem with uh, constipation and mm-hmm. just my bowels being regular. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that there was um, a remedy. And I knew that there was something that they, there was a machine. There was something they could put me on to just mm-hmm. cl- clean me out and get me on track and mm-hmm. to help me. Mm-hmm. And I went from doctor to doctor and they all just looked and said, there's no such thing. And I would say, no, I, I know there is, because mm-hmm. when I had my son mm-hmm. and I had a cesarean and when you have surgery, your body can fill up with gas. Yeah. And I said, I remember when I was in the in the hospital, they put me on a machine and they got all that gas out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to have something like that for your bowels. And they would all just look at me like I was just, <laughs> just crazy. And the the final thing was I went to the ER one night. And they did an x-ray mm-hmm. and they confirmed, your bowels are full of <laughs> and up to here. Mm-hmm. And they went through the whole thing and then they sent me home with bottles of castor oil. I'm like, I, I need some relief right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, Help me, you know. And I'll never forget it because I prayed mm-hmm. and I said, Lord, you've got to show me. I know I know that there's something out there and I'm. it's just I'm not in the information you know, pool, you got to bring it to me. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget it. One day I was in my pool and we were swimming and I got one of those forum magazines and I was Uh in the pool and I was flipping to the forum and I saw an ad that said, I forget the name of it right now, but um, it was about colonics Mm -hmm. and they had a machine Mm -hmm. and she had a picture and I started screaming <laughs> and my husband was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it existed. I knew it was mm-hmm. out there. And from that moment, my life changed mm-hmm. because I got introduced to colon therapy yeah. and having colonics on a regular. And it, when I say it changed my life, yeah. it changed because I, I had one doctor literally tell me you're going to die if we don't get if we don't if you don't move regularly. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that are out there that are experiencing things and they know that there's an answer. They know that there's a remedy, but they can't get to the, to the answer. That's right. You know what I mean? And um, so it's important to understand that ultimately all of our care and all the wisdom and all the knowledge, um, God can direct us you know Mm -hmm. to where we need to be and where we need to go is there any final thoughts you ladies want to say about menopause even even on the spiritual side of that you know the um, 1st Peter 5 and 7 says cast your anxieties Mm -hmm. on him because he cares for you and I can remember going through the menopause and I couldn't even formulate a prayer Mm. or to you know just quote a scripture I can remember just saying Lord help me yeah Mm -hmm. because you know God is there when he see everything and this went on for like till I got really steady Mm -hmm. for at least a year and a half wow but the only thing I couldn't really preach because I couldn't formulate a sermon I couldn't do anything that took 
um, you know how you how your memory. Yeah. Because I was in my now memory, but I had I couldn't remember just right then. Mm-hmm. So I had to just my prayer time consisted of Lord help me. Yeah. yeah. Just help me. And he sent me things, but he had me to do my research. Right. It's some things that we have to do that Absolutely. would do continual care. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Colette, is there any final thoughts? Um, know your body. You yes. know, like what you said, that's that's important. Um, and about menopause, you know, like you said earlier, it's not a disease state. Yes. Right? Right. Um, it, it, it can definitely cause some symptoms yeah. that makes you feel like you have a disease yes. state. Um, and, you know, having people that you can communicate with mm-hmm. and get the help that you need is yeah. important, whether Absolutely. that be spiritual help mm-hmm. or, you know, emotional help, um, physical help. Um, and for a lot of people, it takes all of those, you know, yes. to get yes. into a place where you can, you know, feel like you again. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, ladies um, and those that are watching, this has been a full table, the fast facts about menopause. Um, it's a part of life. Um, it's a part of the change of life in our bodies and how God has made us. We are wonderfully and fearfully made. Um, We were, when he made us, he said, and it is good. And so no fear, it is good. Um, Just be your best advocate and um, stay in prayer and God will give you the resources and the tools uh, to navigate through a life of menopause. God bless you. Don't forget, something to sip on is next. Thank you for joining the conversation today. We had an impactful conversation about menopause. All of us as women will face it at one point, but we will get through it together. We'll advocate for our health better. I want to encourage you to share, like, subscribe to our channel, and don't forget to join us next Wednesday at 12. And something to sip on is next. This is something to sip on. And I want to say this was a very informative conversation. Menopause isn't the end of life. It's really the beginning of a new life. And so um, just, you know, advocate for yourself. Speak up. uh, Inquire. Um, You're not going crazy. You're just in a different season. And uh, use it. Flip it and empower yourself uh, to be the best you at the end uh, than at the beginning. Yes. Kathy, what are you sipping on? I'm going to sip on a little Dr. Maya Angelou. Okay. She quoted, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. And I love that because we have we have to know what's going on in the inside of us. And that story has to be told. Don't keep it to yourself. As Pastor Teresa say, be an advocate for your own care. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Menopause is not a dirty word. Right. And be careful because you could turn menopause into a men on pause. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We are meant to be in relationship with our men friends. Yes. Our husbands (laughs) and our sons. Yes. 
I think um, because no one goes through this life alone, it's important to remember that um, you need a support system mm -hmm. um, and reaching out to those people who have experienced it before, but having, you know, the support system around you, including, you know, a good provider, you know, one that will take the time to listen to you and address all your concerns, um, but then also your family, you know, open up and let them know what's going on. And then your church family, yes. you know, being able to ask for prayer when you need it and, and just reach out and open up. Yes. Ask for those uh, Bible studies or those yeah. women group conversations yeah. mm -hmm. about menopause. We did it at New Creation Family Church, mm -hmm. and it was very impactful uh, to gather all the women of a certain age and talk to them about menopause so that their lives could be more enriched and so that they could walk in a greater level of wholeness and clarity. Mm -hmm. So thank you for joining us today. God bless. See you next week. Bye.